Hello and welcome to The Dirt Debates, in association with Gifts to You. I'm Laura, editor of Grow Your Own. We're really excited to bring you this special mini-series where we'll be discussing some of the burning debates in the gardening world and looking at your opinions too. In this first episode, we will be discussing the benefits of dig and no-dig gardening. But first, I'm thrilled to introduce my wonderful co-host for the series, horticultural broadcaster, well-being gardening ambassador, grow your own contributor, and of course, plant-based podcast host, Ellen Mary. Hello, Ellen. Hello, thank you so much for having me here. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, thank you for joining us. And how are you doing today? How are things on your plot? Well, I'm very good, thank you. Uh, The plot is very green and slightly autumnal. (laughs) (laughs) Things have moved very fast. You know, it's been very wet and very warm and there's a lot of foliage and not quite so many fruits and vegetables ripening as I would like. But either way, it's always an absolute pleasure just to be outside on the allotment I just love it so going through these debates of you is just going to be it's a great way to spend some time actually just chatting about gardening yes there is nothing better yeah um so as I mentioned in the intro our first debate is dig versus no dig gardening (laughs) now as we all know no dig has risen in popularity a lot in recent years Have you found that you sort of use maybe one method more than the other or do you do a mixture of the two or what have you noticed on your allotment site? Well, I am definitely a no-dig gardener, but I can see why many people do still dig. Um, I used to dig on my old allotment. I'd done that, you know, for, well, about eight years, I guess, before I was reading about no dig and Mm. then I moved allotments so my new allotment is now no dig and this is the third year um I can honestly say that for me on my plot on a very sandy soil Mm. that the amount of mulch that you put onto your plot for no dig has really really helped it you know so I am a no digger but I'm I my parents have an allotment and they still dig and their vegetables are no worse than are no better or worse than mine interestingly you know so I think there's definitely a case for both here Um, but on my allotment sandy soil um, all of the mulch each year has helped to retain moisture which is desperately needed especially last year it was much more hot and sunny last year I barely had to water And I could see people on their plots all around me watering, you know, lots and lots. And I barely had to do that. So no dig for sandy soil for me personally has really, really helped. Yeah, no, that's that's a really interesting point about the types of soil. Mm. And also saying about your parents with their allotment, because um, my parents have an allotment, too. And my dad has always been big on digging just because he enjoys it yeah yeah (laughs) and um he was always very much like well I go up there for my exercise as well Mm -hmm. but then um a couple of years ago he had a hip replacement I've mentioned this on the podcast before and obviously over that time he couldn't dig so he trialed no dig on his allotment for for that period of time and got on so well with it like really really enjoyed it so I think um there's definitely room for both I would say in my own in my own garden I would love to say that it's for any reason other than laziness. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't really dig my garden, except for had to at the beginning because um, 
it hadn't been it hadn't been used very much by the people before and also there were so many strange things in the ground we dug up horseshoes we dug up bricks we dug oh my up bones Ew. <laughs> <laughs> it was very strange but um since then i but also i would say also the size of my garden it's not an, it's not an enormous garden so there's not an enormous amount of ground to dig but um i've definitely embraced no dig myself <laughs> I, I do you know, I completely agree I'm I'm not gonna say lazy but it definitely makes you uh a little less achy should I say when you go to the plot and it does take a little bit less time so you mm. really of course only mulching once or twice a year and if you're then not digging over or digging it in it does mean that you're not doing quite so much kind of hardcore gardening exercise if you like yeah and um, but some people love to do that that's part of their you know time down on the allotment and um, unintentionally of course we've been doing no dig in our garden borders forever because if you're growing like a herbaceous um you know perennials kind of bed or border you don't tend to dig it do you anyway you tend to mm. mulch it once a mm. year so you're not re- generally you've not got your fork and spade out digging it over anyway so we've kind of unintentionally been doing no dig um for a really long time and I was actually I can remember reading it was a few years ago now and it was um some information about no dig methods and they've actually been used since the 19th century yeah um across in Europe so there was a book that was published and it I can always remember the year it was 1948 because it's a year a relative of mine was born um, and it was called gardening without digging and so it's something that's actually always been around but then obviously there was the invention of like rotivators for the garden and, yeah. you know, forks and and spades were kind of the synonymous thing with gardening, weren't they? If you ever mm-hmm. saw a picture of a gardener, they were leaning on a, on a you know, spade or a garden <laughs> yeah. fork. Um, so you kind of always got that in your mind that you must dig the soil. And of course, education has always taught us that, that that's the right thing to do. And until more recently, of course, no dig hasn't really been very high up. I suppose, on the gardener's agenda. And you were saying about lazy gardening, if you like. And I think a lot of people would love to garden, but they don't have a lot of time. Yeah, And no dig can really help with that. And I don't think it really takes away from the amount of time you're spending out in the garden. It just means that you can do other things, you know, uh, rather than having to spend a really long time double digging your soil and, you know, all of that kind of thing. So I think no dig most definitely has its place. But then also you can't really beat a good dig, can you? If you're having a really bad day, (laughs) you get your spade in the soil and give it a really good dig and like turn over, turn it over with your fork. It feels really good. (laughs) Yeah. I would say actually on um, your point about it freeing up time to do other things, that's an enormous thing for me, I think, in the garden, that there's always things that I would rather be doing than digging. Yeah. Um, And I think, I think that is, definitely a factor and as you say time is such a factor for people but then also you make a great point that if you've had a stressful day that's a really great way of counteracting it it is isn't it and I, um, I think also some people who are who garden on clay soil continue with their kind of double digging methods I know more recently um Charles Dowding and Steph Hafferty who yeah. are kind of like the, the big um you know the guys who really push out their um no dig at the moment in the media with education and training and and whatnot yeah and I know that they say that no dig works 
just as well on clay soil. But I think it's really hard for you to get your head around that. Mm. You know, for when I first started doing no no dig, I was like, will I miss digging, first of all? And I can't understand how, you know, a five centimeter, say, layer of compost is going to really fix my soil yeah. that's really heavy in clay, for example. So I think it's like a it 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 really has to you have to really get it in your head as well, which is quite difficult because we've always been taught to dig. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. One other thing as a as a pro for no dig gardening is the weeding or lack thereof. Mm. Uh, it's made the biggest difference on my allotment, Laura, so much, you know. So many people around my plot, which is, uh, of course, no dig, will say, how come you don't have many weeds? And I always say, this is the third year I've told you it's because <laughs> it's no dig. <laughs> and when I first started doing no dig, I think people thought I was crazy asking me what I was doing and da, da, da. And I'm in the third year and I think now people can really see, you know, it coming into its own. There genuinely are fewer weeds because you're suppressing them with the mulch each year. And, you know, of course, even starting no dig, you're, prob- you're most likely lying some cardboard down yeah. and then putting a really thick layer of mulch on. So if you're just starting, it's probably a good 10 centimeters of mulch, perhaps. And um, that really suppresses those weeds. Yeah. And then each year you're just adding a little bit more on three to five centimeters perhaps and it just keeps them down and that in itself makes so much difference to the amount of time and and when you go to your allotment or into your garden you know what you can focus on when you're there Mm. and weeding isn't ever my main focus anymore yeah and that's amazing yeah and I think it's probably um when you start doing no dig one of the maybe surprising elements because it feels logical that if you're digging out weeds then there would be less weeds but as you say the whole um sort of disturbing the seeds in the soil and all of that sort of thing it's um I think it's definitely a benefit that perhaps people that aren't keen on the idea of no dig maybe have you know maybe haven't um considered completely but it's yeah definitely a big tick for no dig it really is it does make a very big difference don't get me wrong you'll of course get weeds but it it shouldn't be anywhere near like what you would with dig um and I generally would say it's got better year on year so in the third year now and I've had vastly less weeds Mm. in this third year and considering the weather has been so wet and warm and I can see other people's plots of weeds have you know really taken hold um and mine just just hasn't and I don't feel smug about it at all (laughs) (laughs) but also if you take on an allotment for example or you want to just make a no dig bed in your garden you don't even have to pull up all of the weeds Mm. you might pull up some of the more um kind of tenacious weeds like docks and brambles but you can just lay cardboard down on grass on weed and then cover it with mulch and you're already you know suppressing that weed and creating your bed so it just it does the weeding situation is very different with no dig so that's a a definite bonus Mm. well we also put this question out to social media followers so I will tell you some of the things that have been said on here and I have to say it is leaning very strongly one way in this debate. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Um, 
We have a message from John McCarthy who says, some are a glutton for punishment. Some of us have seen the light and aren't going back. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you, I'm totally with you on that one. <laughs> yeah. um, then we do have a message from Philly Will, who I have to say is the the spokesperson for Dig here, says, hi guys, I'm a digger. I get quite a few bags of you know what, um, <laughs> dig it in and pile loads of veg plants in. It doesn't smell too bad either. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you, you carry on doing that. <laughs> um, then we have a message from Chris Savage who says, no dig for me. The last thing I want to be doing is disturbing my soil, bringing up potential weed seeds, interrupting the natural environment for my soil's microbiology, and last but not least, not breaking my back when it's unnecessary. Yeah. All good points, yeah. to be fair. I mean, yeah. we do obviously know that no dig can really help to improve soil structure. Mm -hmm. And you're, of course, just letting nature do what nature it intends to do. You know, it's the natural world, isn't it? The worms take down all of that great you know nutrients from the mulch that you're putting in and they do all the work for you yeah I mean that's amazing they want to do it yeah. let them do it <laughs> <laughs> save your back yeah. um, and then we have life on pig row says I used to be a digger but now I don't as I've moved to raise beds due to my disability it makes perfect sense mulching always makes sense no dig all the way and perennial veg too there we go yeah. yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Actually, um, just talking about the weed issue mm. in raised beds or um, just in the ground, you know, when you do turn over the soil, you are raising all of those seeds to the surface. Mm. And there's there's no other time that that's so apparent as it, when you do no dig, but when you dig up your potatoes. Mm. I mean, you still have to turn the soil a little to get the potatoes up. Yeah. And where I've removed mine, that whole line is now full of very uh, low-growing annual weeds, mm -hmm. but they're nowhere else on the plot. That's really because strange. Because nothing yeah. else has been dug up. Yeah, that's that's such a good point because I think when you actually think about it like that, like it might not be something that you'd completely consider when you know just oh, there's some weeds in that patch. But thinking about it is where you've dug the soil. That's, yeah. 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 Although, it's very obvious on that subject isn't digging up potatoes the greatest thing ever it's the best thing honestly <laughs> it's the best thing I you know I you always see pictures don't you of kind of like the good life and people um you know on in their gardens on the allotments or if they're homesteading in the US you know standing there with their potatoes and nothing beats that nothing beats that feeling you can grow all of the kind of exotic veg that you possibly yeah. can like I say exotic melons aren't exactly ex exotic but I'm super happy <laughs> with my melons this yeah. year um and that's really exciting and you know we obviously have lots of people growing loofers out there as well at the moment yeah. and that's so exciting but I still maintain that nothing beats a potato harvest no I think there's just something about it that feels really like digging up treasure doesn't it yeah it does it, it is it's, yeah, it's that's the perfect perfect explanation it's like <laughs> potatoes are your treasure <laughs> also as I've said many times before on this podcast don't trust people who don't like potatoes they're a suspicious bunch <laughs> I love that it's brilliant um then we also have a message from Linda Wells who has said I love digging but unfortunately my knees are beginning to complain so I think I'll have to use no dig more and more yeah that's interesting I think um also for a lot of people who have physical health problems mm. um 
no dig can be very useful. It could mean that they could extend their gardening time mm-hmm. um, and gardening years as well. And I actually tried to get my stepdad to move to No Dig. He's 84 mm-hmm. almost. And he goes to the allotment nearly every single day. And he's been trialing one patch No Dig mm-hmm. just to see how it go- how it's going. And he says it's fine. So it might be, you know, if you do have a, a physical uh, illness that you might be able to continue gardening because you adopt no dig yeah yeah absolutely and I think another thing that a lot of these messages are showing is exactly what we were saying at the beginning that there's room for both like you can appreciate that digging has its benefits but also no dig could as you say open gardening up to more people for a longer amount of time yeah. um we also put up a poll and the votes are in. <laughs> this is, I think, what we can call a landslide. <laughs> um, dig has 16% yeah. and no dig has 84%. Whoa, that's huge. So, yeah, I, I would say I'm not surprised that no digs come out on top, but I am surprised that the the difference is that big. I am actually as well. I know that more people are adopting no dig, but I didn't quite realize that it was that popular just yet. So mm. that's really exciting and and actually really really interesting and it makes it really hard to have a impartial discussion about it, Laura, <laughs> doesn't it? Because <laughs> it really at the end does. of the day we both do no dig as well. Um but mm. I do I you know, I do understand the 16% who still want to dig. You know, yeah. I do get the benefits that you do receive from doing that. And actually, it'd be really interesting to know if there's any scientific research into dig or no dig. Because I was reading something very recently about how digging can actually help the soil, as in the looser soil um, mm. has higher levels of oxygen, which of course is required by plants. Um, you know, so it would be interesting to know scientifically I mean I know that there there are people out there who year on year are researching it and growing in their gardens Mm. and showing this abundance of crops but I would love to know wouldn't you you know yeah how scientifically what happens to the to the soil Mm. so not just for us being you know slightly lazier gardening for for want of a better (laughs) term and scientifically I just I think that would be really great research to yeah. uh, to understand more of but yeah I mean I, you know get your spade and dig if that makes you feel good and do you know what the other thing is even if you garden no dig if you're having a bad day you can still go and dig you could have yeah. a little area on your plot that you just dig <laughs> you know why yeah. not you could do whatever Absolutely. you want <laughs> I think um another thing with um with digging that we sort of touched on earlier is um as with a lot of elements of gardening as well, there are so many traditions for gardeners. Yeah. Um, you know, like coming back to potatoes again, whether you chit or don't chit your potatoes yeah. um, and all sorts of things like that, where people do probably what their parents did, what their grandparents did. It's very, um, there's a lot of emotional connection to things that you do in the garden, I think, sort of memories around family members or things that you learn from a plot neighbor or something like that and do you know that's a that's actually a really lovely way of looking at it and I agree with that in 
yesterday. So it's funny you should bring this up. I took a detour because one of the main roads I was driving along had so much traffic. And I took a detour, went out through the countryside, and I ended up going through a village where my great great grandfather worked the land and as I was yeah I mean it was you know not intentional I just saw the sign I was like oh wow that this is where they lived and worked the land here and as I drove through I kind of looked into the fields and I just thought wow they would have been out there you know digging and cropping plants and that's a lovely warm feeling isn't it you know and that's been passed down to my granddad to my mum and then to me who have all all been diggers um Mm. so yeah I have lovely memories of being in the garden with my family when I was younger and digging was most definitely involved I think as well (laughs) that's probably another thing for um I certainly know that my parents used this method that when I was little if they were out in the garden trying to actually get things done I had a little corner of the garden where I was allowed to just do whatever I (laughs) wanted to do in it just you know give you a little children's garden fork or whatever (laughs) go crazy while we're getting on with you know things where we don't want the plants to be destroyed yeah absolutely (laughs) that's a great idea isn't it (laughs) have a corner have a corner and a fork off you go (laughs) I still think um, I may have mentioned this before but I still think they probably didn't forgive me that my favorite thing when I was little was just I'd go around and just cut things off of plants and stick them in the ground (laughs) like at that age nothing scientific about like actual propagating (laughs) cuttings but just stick a twig in the ground that's hilarious the thing that took was a pyracantha cutting, oh. which took over the entire, uh, that corner of the garden wasn't usable for some time until Oops. someone was brave enough to put basically gauntlets on. And go in there. <laughs> wow, you really left a legacy. I certainly have, not one that I think they wanted, but whoops. <laughs> of all the things though, of all the things to take a cutting of, pyracantha, yeah. ouch. <laughs> but well, on that note, I think we both have gardens to go and not dig. So um, thank you so much for joining me. And we will speak next week when we look at our next growing debate. Exciting. Thank you so much. I've enjoyed it. I'm going to no dig. I'm going (laughs) off to no dig the allotment. (laughs) And thank you so much for listening. And until next time, happy growing. The Dirt Debates is brought to you in association with Gifts to You, the home of the UK's best specialist magazines. Discover a huge range of magazine subscription and single issue favourites for every hobby and interest, from knitting, sewing and paper craft, to health, well-being, food and, of course, gardening, and everything in between. With free delivery straight to your door included with every purchase, Gifts to You is your one-stop shop for unbeatable value. Visit giftstoyou.com to find out more. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast for free to make sure you never miss an episode. We'd love it if you'd rate and review wherever you get your podcasts and don't forget to spread the word at your allotment site, community garden or even just over the garden fence. Plus, as a special treat, we've got an exclusive Grow Your Own magazine offer just for the dirt listeners. Head to growfruitandveg.co.uk forward slash pod G, that's P-O-D-G, or call 0800 904 7000 and quote pod G to receive three issues of Grow Your Own straight to your door for just £6. 
That's a saving of $11.97 or 67% off the cover price. Every issue is packed with gardening advice, expert tips and tricks and jobs to tick off your list. And each magazine comes with some great free gifts too. Check out the episode notes for details and terms.